Yeah, I fixed Honey's food bowl aggression with one final e-collar correction. She now backs away from her food when I come up. I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. Good job, Jory. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> we're live. Friday night. Friday night live. It's a new show coming out on whatever station that show is. The show is on on Saturday night. Saturday night live. I don't even know what channel it's on. Back when there was only three. But Friday Night Live was something. Really? Friday Night Lights. Something different. Hey, everybody. How are you? Good evening. How are you doing? Sorry we weren't here earlier this week. Wednesday, we did a Patreon show. That was good. A lot of good interaction. We didn't do... Oh, right. We didn't do... We weren't here Monday, Tuesday. Um, yeah. Uh, what happened Tuesday? Something happened Tuesday. I was asleep. No, I feel like oh, you were sick. I woke you up were and sick. said I'd do the That's show, right. but you, know you, were sick. you didn't believe me. No, I definitely didn't believe you. Hey everybody, how are you? This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is the lovely Joelle, and this is the What Would Jeff Do Show. What Would Jeff Do Show is on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. But on Wednesday nights, it's on Patreon only. It's an exclusive Patreon show, which is great. We got to talk pretty deep about a lot of issues. The show goes fast. It goes quick. A lot of questions. Um, we talk about punishment a lot. Punishment is not abuse. It's been hijacked to mean abuse from the people that don't believe actually even saying no to your dog. Can you imagine that? No. Like, what else would you say? Like, you wouldn't talk to your dog ever. You know, it's like half of people's words are no. You know, how's your dog supposed to know? You're only giving them 50% of the information. If you only tell them yes, mm. literally, they, you give, you're telling them half the story. You're never correcting them. I was grading Angelo's math today. Could you imagine if I didn't tell him that right. a problem was wrong? Right. Oh, yeah, everything's perfect, Angelo. Yep. You're a genius. Oh, okay, great. I did great. Meanwhile, half or a third of his, the problems were wrong. Two minus one is three. No, it's a minus sign, not a plus sign. Like, could you imagine that? And then putting those children out into society? Mm. We'd be more fucked up than we already are. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we also have a great seminar series called uh, 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 Jeff Gilman Seminars. And Jeff and, and Joel is a huge part of that as well. Um, we're just not going to rebrand that, but you're a huge part of it. So that's that's really, really great. It's fantastic. We go to South what? Carolina. Rebrand it to what? It's your know, seminar. But I like to give you kudos because you're an important part. You're you are an important Jeff Gilman seminars and sometimes Joel. <laughs> all the all the time, Joel. Joel teaches some protocols. Joel teaches a lot of protocols. Okay. That's why I've thought about rebranding it. You're welcome. <laughs> the fuck? Okay. Jesus Christ. And then um, meanwhile, that's going to be coming up to South Carolina next weekend. So this year, like the rest of the year, what do we what do we have? We got South Carolina, we got Austin, Texas. 25 miles south of Austin, Austin, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, Ramona, California, but by the way, San Diego is very close. Ramona is not that far. Las Vegas is pretty close. Anywhere in the Southern California area, go to Ramona. No, we're not going to La Jolla. No, we're not going to LA. We're going to Ramona. All right. Unless your wonderful um, governor decides to like, just shut everything down. But guess what? We're still going to do it. Okay? Because the governor can't find us. All right? Now we're now where we are. Stop right? talking. All right. Okay. <laughs> and then now we've got the training center here. No, and you missed the Providence seminar. So we're oh, doing five. Special edition Christmas one. Was that five or four? South Carolina, Austin, Phoenix, California five. here. Five more. Yeah. And that's a special one. Special pricing. It's a gift. Jeff's going to wear a Santa hat and a... Jingle bell, G-string. <laughs> Jingle balls. <laughs> I was trying to keep it like somewhat PG-13. All right. So um, th so this is what we're going to do. Next, then what we're doing is uh, we have the training center. The yep. training in the training center is nuts to bolts. We train basic obedience. We've got young puppies here. And then we also have dogs who have killed dogs. Obviously, they don't intermingle, but but we do, we do it all. We absolutely do it all. All right. So the Q&A show, you type the questions in. It says, a couple of people have asked me that. How, where do I type the questions? The very bottom of the questions, it says, post a comment. That's what you type the questions for. All right. Joel, you type them. Joel reads them. I answer them. Go. Beverly, 
foster dog, great in the house, driveway, church parking lot. But if she sees a dog, she explodes from zero to a million. Even yep. in the church parking lot? Take her to the synagogue. She's been bonked, zonked, squirted, and electrocuted. Kidding, but goes right back at okay. it. Okay. Number one, and I'm being serious. Dogs always behave better in synagogue parking lots. Always. Always. It's one of the Ten Commandments. It's right there. When Moses was up on the fucking mountain, you just gotta tell him, like when they're doing something, God is watching. That's right, that's right. And God comes in a round circle with a button on it. <laughs> and would We're you like, starting the show off on an interesting would, note tonight. Would you like to hear God speak? Ah! <laughs> oh, God spoke to me. I probably shouldn't go after talking anymore. God spoke to me so loudly that I blew my anal glands. <laughs> so number one what you want to do is this why are you not valuable to your dog spatial pressure exercises spatial pressure exercises also your timing is probably wrong that's not a diss at you you've got to address the loading and you also might be going too high on the remote believe it or not try spatial pressure watch my spatial pressure exercise also do lots of drills and then also you, the sign of loading, you correct loading. Next. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey. Thomas. Put it, put it this way. Hold on. If you brought your dog to one of my seminars, it wouldn't do that. That's how confident I am. We stop every single dog from exploding at, a, at our seminars. Every single dog. We have not had a dog that we could not stop. And we do with some of the worst dogs there is. Next. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey, Kathy B. How are you? Thomas. Hi, guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Amy says hi, Jane. Hey, Jay. Amy. What's going on? Dory. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey Dory. Jory. Hey, just another one. Another quick thing um, is um, if you're watching the replay, thank you very much. If you're listening to this on a podcast, which more and more and more people are doing, audio. Yeah. For any of you folks out there that own businesses, number one, you should go to JG Media Services, JG Media Services. Um, uh, Melissa, we put the link up there. Um, to check that out, but also do a podcast, do what we're doing. Like, what do you do for a living? I don't care. Do a podcast next. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I used to really love reading books, but lately I start to read them before bed and I fall, and asleep, fall asleep instantly. Yeah. instantly. I'm taking 10 years to get through one book. Right I have now. actually fallen asleep with my earbuds in listening to a podcast oh. and then I lose a fucking earbud and I'm pissed. Dasha said hi from Tucson. Hey, Tucson will be in Phoenix. Robbie. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Robbie. Amy, I see several posts about one-on-ones. How did I not know about these? I did not see it listed on your website. Bro, we took them off for a while. We just haven't put them back on. We took them off. Like one-on-ones, like in-person Yeah, in-person, in, in yeah. We took them off for COVID. Yeah. But well, we didn't, we didn't, we, we never closed down. We just stopped doing one-on-ones. We just didn't want like one person coming in. <laughs> we just didn't want to be, we just didn't want the foot traffic. Next. Um, Shari said, you're awesome. Oh, thank you. Megan, hello, new here. Tried to watch Wednesday, but couldn't find the chat box. LOL. Been following for a few weeks and have learned so much. Bought a ticket for the February seminar in Florida. Can't awesome. wait. Megan, looks like you found the chat box tonight. Welcome to our circle, Megan. And, and Megan, we will see you in Florida. Florida is going to be great. Ashley is an awesome host. Autumn, hello. Any advice for an Aussie that resource guards high value toys yep. and treats? Positive reinforcement and trading okay. hasn't worked. So, Autumn, let me talk to you about this. This is a really, really important thing. It is impossible to stop resource guarding with positive reinforcement. Impossible. It cannot be done. And I'll tell you why. You're trying to stop something. Positive reinforcement, which, which by the way, we clicker in food train dogs. So, you're talking to two people who clicker and food train dogs to train them wanted behaviors, to get more of those behaviors and to increase the chances of getting more of those behaviors. Now, how the heck could you use that for resource guarding? All you're going to get is more resource guarding. Trading, this is not JC pennies. We don't trade. Oh, don't growl over your food bowl. Here's a higher value item, an HVT, high value treat. Again, I'm growling over a food bowl and magically something really yummy appears. What did you just do? 
you're paying and rewarding your dog for doing what? Guarding food. No matter what anybody tells you, that's the truth. It's, it's, it's like that's how we train dogs. to. If I wanted to train a dog to resource guard, that's exactly what I would do. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I would do. I would be like, oh, good job. Here, here's food. Oh, you growled at me over the food bowl? Here's food. What do you think bite work is involves? Same concept, except for they'll use it. T- I demonstrated it in my seminars. I do it live. I do it, I've done it with over a thousand dogs. Yep, it sounds cocky, but dogs are killed for resource guarding, and and we fix it in one to three seconds. Gone, eliminated. Show it right in the videos. It's live next. Mimi, how can I get my dog to relax in backyard when dogs are in neighbor's yard? My dog gets high e-collar correction for first arousal and more corrections for pacing, whining, but his focus stays on the dog. So so your high correction is not high to the dog. I'm putting up a new video of what would Jeff do goes deep tomorrow that's going to talk a little bit about that. Your idea of a high correction is not your dog's idea of a high correction. I don't need to know what the number is because it doesn't matter. It's it's actually not relative. Did the dogs like, sorry, that wasn't enough incentive for me to stop mentally still being, you know, engaged. Next. Lisa, my dog absolutely responds to no, even when he's really wanting to do something like chewing at his itchy feet. Uh, absolutely. As all dogs should. Every dog should know no. Next. Linda, aloha, guys. How old should a puppy be to board and train? Mahalo for all you do. Um, thank you so much. Aloha to you. We'll be, um, we're actually going to be in Maui on a consulting gig. We, we were trying to set up a seminar there, but nothing's happening yet. But when are we going to be in Maui? May? May. May. We'll be in May on, on the beautiful island of Maui. We were on, we were on Oahu last year um, with um, doing some great um, seminars there for the wonderful people of Oahu. And we did a bunch of privates there and we did some business consulting there as well. So if anybody's in on Maui that needs a little bit of help, I might have some space that I can help people um, with, but we're pretty committed to this one consulting gig that we have. Um, you know, all depends on what you want to accomplish. If you want to just start with all your markers and your crate training, you, know, you can do it as young as 12 to 14 weeks old. Get the dog to sleep through the night in the crate, work on all your marker words, get all the dog to know its basic commands, um, start the dog socializing. But ideally, you know, five, six months old to get any sort of like, you know, solid, solid, solid ground. Next. Um, do you want me to read this one or no? No, yeah, just read it. Keith said, who's hosting you in Texas? Um, we're doing it on, on someone's private property. So we don't give out our host names anymore because of cancel culture. Because people love to shut my seminars down. They have nothing better to do with their time. And obviously they can't get out of their mother's basement. So they decide to just sign petitions, get people involved and, and, and literally, literally torment businesses. That's what they do. Next. Megan, my dog is a one-year-old GSP, has some dog reactivity issues, but has gotten so much better since following you. My boyfriend has a one-and-a-half-year-old boxer who has aggression reactivity issues. He may be the dog coming with me to the seminar. Okay, good. Yeah, you can bring any dog you want to. I want the worst dog you got. Next. Melissa posted the link to Jeff Gum seminars. Thank you. Linda said, sorry, grammar mistake. We didn't even, I don't even recognize it. And we're not, we're not the grammar police. Don't worry about it. Ed, new here, really liking it, non-PC, um, positive only, perspective is where it's at. Yeah, well, it's just called real. It's called real. See, this is, so Ed, first of all, welcome to the family. Welcome. But, but, but one of the things you're going to get from me, and people think it's, you know, loud and in your face like I just was, but dogs, dogs are killed for resource guarding. Literally, they're killed. They take the fucking fake hand with a white sleeve on a stick which looks like a chew toy already. They stick it in the dog's food bowl, right? And the dog bites the hand. Guess what? Oops, you're dead. Like, why are you putting a fake hand in there? Like, if you're going to put a fake hand in there, you better know how to fix the biting of the fake hand. I'll put my hand in there. That's how confident I am in the training. Give me a resource guarder, and within three minutes, I'll stick my hand in the food bowl. While it's eating. Yeah. And you'll see the dog 
just the act of me putting my hand in the bowl, you'll see the dog back away from the food bowl. The act of me walking up to the food bowl, the dog will back away with no words. With no words, we can do this. Literally three seconds to save a dog's life. But oh no, that's mean to do. Okay, we'll kill him on Friday because that's the right thing to do. Next. Um, Zach, hi, J&J. My roommate just brought home his now seven-week-old pup. So far, all is well with the current dogs. How long till we're able to start correcting bad habits like kennel whining and biting? Bonk? You can bonk the outside. Seven weeks is really young to have a dog, just for an FYI, but what's done is done. I just want to say that to the general public, um, but what's done is done. You can start no and bonk the outside of the crate. For puppy biting, no and stick your finger in its mouth and push down. All right? You can do that. You can do that. So... A lot of people would say that will create a negative association with the crate. It absolutely will not create a negative association with the crates. We've never mm -hmm. seen it, and we've done it. Everything we've done has been done thousands of times. I only give out advice on things I've done historically thousands of times. Sometimes, I mean, if you give me, if you ask for deaf dog advice, I have not trained over a thousand deaf dogs, you know, um, but like I've trained enough deaf dogs to give you deaf dog advice. Next. Mackenzie, love you guys. You've helped me so much with my leash reactive dog. How do you work multiple dogs at once? I have one in place, another in down. Do you use their name before command and before your release word? Correct if the wrong one releases. Yes, you can. Stava, hi, Jeff. I'm the lady with the Great Pyrenees from last week. You asked me how I knew he was fear aggressive. A man broke in my house and beat me and my dog. He was stabbed five times and left for dead. Okay, so Stava, so... First of all, I'm really, really sorry that that happened, but I still respectfully will, will tell you to take the fear word out and just use the word aggressive. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. If we build the dog's confidence up, he still can be aggressive. So now he's not fearful anymore. And the problem with using fear is people that are afraid to use high corrections on a fearful dog because they, they think that's mean. And that's in that and, and that's why it's just aggressive. Next. Um, Barbara said laugh so hard. God is in a circle with a button on it. <laughs> sure is. Mark, I have three dogs and they're always fighting over toys. What is the best way to communicate to them that they should play with their own toys and not try to steal each other's? You can do a couple of things. You can teach them the out command, which is outing them away from another dog, outing them away from toys. Next. Brianna, advice for dog reactive Aussie that will sometimes growl or try to bite when corrected with the prong and e-collar. Is it a timing issue? It's a timing issue and it's a redirection issue and you can correct the redirection. Muzzle up the dog, get the dog to growl, if the dog redirects, you correct that. You correct that at a very, very high level. Redirection is a choice that the dog makes. The dog could choose not to redirect, but it has chosen to redirect. It's putting its mouth on you. Therefore, you've got to stop it. Next. Stava, he won't let anyone near him or me. Do you have any ideas to help teach him that all people are not bad? Yes, most people are actually not bad. But it's going to be really hard on this show to go over those protocols. But... Yes, we do. That that's something that we could we should have taught we can talk about. But the dog is resource guarding you. We can get the dog to not resource guard you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can do that. Next. Brianna, tips for working with feral dogs. Been in rescue system since four. Most scared of everything and always in flight mode. Four days in, able to hand feed kibble and get slip lead on and off for potty walks. She is now one. Okay, so Truly feral dogs are extremely difficult to work with. They usually don't make very good household pets, but can they? Yes, they can. If that's the project that somebody wants to take upon themselves, then go for it. I can walk you through it step by step, but it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of frustration. It's a lot of patience. The thing is that some feral dogs do not make good household pets. The remote collar is going to be your best friend for a feral dog. Why? Because of the risk of flight. The first thing that we teach a feral dog is literally how not to run away from us. We make flight, the option of flight, suck. Yep, we correct dogs for running away from us. It sounds mean, but it's not. 
Why? Because you'll lose your freaking dog if it runs away from you. So what you've got to do is you've got to make it to tell, you've got to communicate with the dog in, in a way that is not rational to your heart. But we have done it before. I've worked with packs of feral dogs. I owned a feral dog. I taught it one thing and one thing only, incredible recall. This dog wanted to run from everything. I owned this dog for seven years. I never pet it. It never came um, within, it, it kept, always came, I kept a two foot circle around me, but it followed me whenever I asked it to follow me. And it always came back when it was out running with my pack. And I left it running with my pack and I left it feral. As long as it came back to me, that's all that mattered. To cut its nails, I would, I would have to corner it, trap it, slip it, muzzle it, hold it down, cut its nails. And it would shit and piss every single time. But I, I didn't care because I didn't treat it as a family pet. I treated it as a part of my animal pack. And it loved life. It loved life. It had, it had an incredible life. It really, really did. It was around children. It was around adults. Um, it wasn't aggressive. So that we had, it had that going for it. Um, um, and But it ran with my pack. So a remote collar is going to help you leverage the flight risk. Next. Cindy, when walking your dogs, do you short leash, four foot or six foot leash? Well, it doesn't matter because the dogs can off leash heel. So, I mean, I think we use like five or six foot leashes. But it doesn't matter because they're only they're 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 at your side. So theoretically, you only need a one foot leash. But to, when they when you want to release them to go to the bathroom, it's impractical. So I think a six foot leash is more practical. Next, but they should still be right at your side mm -hmm. or right behind you in a proper heel. Lori, hi there. Wondering if a dog that was aggressive in a home towards family should that dog not return to that same environment as behavior will either come back or be very hard to correct. Probably hard to answer, not knowing all the history. We don't know the, need to know the history. We need to know the commitment from the new owners and are they willing to change. But we get dogs that come in. That's my business. That My business model is that. That's my business. My business model is we work with family pets that are aggressive. They come to us. They get rehabbed. We train the owners. And the majority of, majority of them have got very, very successful lives. But the biggest change is in the human. The owners have to change. It could be the same elements. Are there associations? Absolutely. But we have a high rate of success on that. Is a high rate of success on a non-aggressive dog? No. Absolutely not. But there's a very high rate of success. Also, then you've got to, then there's an ethical issue if a dog kills dogs killed multiple dogs, if the dog is human aggressive towards family members, well, then we have to have different discussions because I don't believe that any family member should be in danger of their own dog. So we deal with a lot of those dogs. So those are different conversations. Then we have to have levels of expectation and what the level of expectation is. And then you have to deal with the dog. Are there genetic issues? How old is the dog? What needs to be... Uh, what I say by holding the dog is how long has been is it been practicing the unwanted behavior? We have dogs that have been practicing these unwanted behaviors for years. But as far as what happened in the past, it is not as or even relevant at all. We're, we're going from today moving on. Why? We can't change it. And it does not change up our training protocols. Next. Um, Amanda, my Doberman puppy has a lot of high energy and my adult Shiba Inu doesn't like being bothered. How can I train them to get along better? You correct the Doberman puppy for being a pain in the ass to the Shiba. If you don't, the Shiba will do it. And unfortunately, if your Shiba is not a good corrector, it'll end up in a fight. And one day the Doberman is going to be much larger and stronger than the Shiba, even though Shibas are pretty intense. And now you got a full blown dog fight on your hands and you're going to get in the middle of it. So what you've got to do is, if your Shiba does not know how to properly correct the puppy for being a pain in the ass puppy that most puppies are, they're all excited, they jump around, they get in your face, you've got to do the correction. How do you do that? Bonker. No. Bonk. Next. Autumn, thank you so much. I really appreciate your perspective. I'm going to stop trading. I will continue to watch your videos. Yeah, literally do what I just told you to do. Watch my video on out. You can fix it tonight. You literally can stop you can fix resource guarding tonight. In fact, if you shut, if you got off my show right now, found the video, set it up, 
My show is on for another 36 minutes. You would fix resource guarding before the end of the show. You'd be able to come back on the show and you'd be able to comment, I fixed it. That's how, that's how simple resource guarding is. I can stop resource guarding. And I'm just saying this not as an ego thing. I'm saying this because so many families are struggling with it and you don't need to struggle with it anymore. But you can train resource guarding before you can train a reliable sit-stay. Next. Marilyn, my dog will obey commands but is not focused on me. He will still scan and stare at squirrels or dogs or strangers. How do I get him to look at me? Well, it's not about him looking at you. It's about that he's not engaged. The dog's not engaged in the training. So why are you not valuable to your dog? So number one, don't train training as a set series of tricks or a series of you know, uh, you know know behaviors that are choreographed. Train it as a lifestyle. Make everything valuable. So what do you do? What's the rest of the day look like? Are you being demanding of your dog the rest of the day? Are you running your dog through drills? Are you holding your dog accountable to a higher level? Are you working around lots of distractions? Are you giving your dog corrections for not not focusing on the work but so many people are doing this like you know like look at me look at me look at me look at me thing and i'm not opposed to the look at me command but for some weird reason dogs are always looking at us and we never teach look at me who's that dog that i was helping um courtney with today super super great focus with me i never worked with a dog in my life before because i don't work with the dogs at the training center i've got an awesome staff but i'm starting to help out i'm starting to coach on some of the new with the newer staff and help take some of the, the load off of them as well because we're really, really busy right now. I worked with that dog super. Dog was staring right at staring right at me the whole time. Never worked with him before. And I just ran him through his drills. So it's like, and if he would have looked away, he would have probably been corrected with a remote collar stem. Not at a high level, high enough to be like, cut the shit. Pay attention, buddy. Next. Um, Brian, my dog was growling when I would approach her. We used every technique. We went to the e-collar correction and after two times at high level, it no longer happens. Thank you for all that you do. Right. So Brian, in about a month, your dog's going to randomly attack you in the face and you're going to bleed out because that's what people say. Like, what are you talking about? That's what people say. I know. Oh, you got rid of the growling. Now the dog's just going to attack you. That's what people say. It's a joke, Brian. By the way, you won't, you won't, you won't bleed out. You'll get to the emergency room in time. Don't worry. So, but that's what people say. It's like, no, no, not only did we get rid of the growling, we got rid of the thought of growling, the thought of biting. You just got rid of, you just got rid of all of it. And if you didn't, you do it again. Next. Savannah. Hi. I'm wondering why suddenly my dog will pull my child's pant leg and knock him down to the floor. Then act like she's going to pounce on him. She never actually does and tail wagging the whole time, <clears throat> but it makes me nervous. I never leave them alone together ever. Your dog is your dog is engaging your child in play, but it's unacceptable dog human play interaction. So you correct it. And you're smart, never leave them alone. But that's what your dog is doing. That is that goes into the play mode that's not acceptable between dog and human. So what do you do? You stop it, you correct it. No bonk the dog. No remote cower. Correct. Michelle P. Hey, guys. Missed you. Missed you too, Michelle P. We were just talking about how much we missed you right before the show. We made a list of the top three people we missed. You're number two. Next. Christina said, why? Why not? I took the same philosophy class. Next. Keith, awesome job. <clears throat> I'm like losing my voice. You just throw lozenges, fresh bag. <clears throat> I sound like I've been smoking for 80 years. Awesome job, Jeff. Long-time listener. I've been training for over 30 years. I'm dealing with clients who will not listen to everything I tell them to do and then blame me when there's conflict between their two bullies and the German Shepherd. Also not listening and taking off their e-collar when not being used and then blaming me for burns on the neck. Put it out on local Facebook groups. I've yet to respond. It's been three weeks and business is lacking. What would be your advice? So, Keith, you're, you're number one, you're not pre-screening your clients correctly. They're working with the wrong people. And first of all, a remote collar does not burn. No. It doesn't burn at all. Can you get pressure sores if you leave it on too long? So unfortunately, you've got clients that are not taking 100% responsibility for their actions. And because of that, now they're blaming you and they're blaming you publicly because they won't admit that they're wrong or they're at fault. So... 
you're working with the wrong clients. You know, you could, well, I, I personally wouldn't respond. But if you did respond, you can just tell the truth. Tell the truth. But I wouldn't waste my time because that's going to get into a back and forth stuff. What I would do is put out educational videos on remote collars. I would put out educational videos about client um, trainer um, um, compliance. I would put out educational videos on what's the perfect client, and and what and tell them that 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 the client actually has to do, does the work. But this concept that you that you just to train the dog and then the owner gets to do whatever they want to do with the dog and then the same old bad habits won't come back. It's that's bullshit. It doesn't work that way. Next. Um, Lindsay. Hey, Jane J. Hope y'all are having a great week crushing it in Atlanta. Can't wait to shadow in February. Oh, can't wait to see you, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay, find us a location in Atlanta. We had an Atlanta seminar that we had to cancel because of COVID and the, the, that location is not available. Yeah. She was at um, last T3. No, no. Nashville. She was at, she was at, um, she was in Nashville. Right. Why do you want to come here in February? It's cold and it's like the most miserable month of the year. Just turn keep turning shadows away. She can shadow anytime. She's like, uh, why February? Because February is, a, we're in town in February. Oh. That's why. Okay. There's not much to do. Except for shadow us. <laughs> Janet, nine months old puppy attacked other dogs at home when there was food around, but not aggressive toward human resource guarding humans regarding food. How to make it respect other dogs? Many things. Same thing. So you're different species. Human, human and dog are different species. So you can have a dog that is dog aggressive. You can have a dog that's people aggressive. You can have a dog that do, has both. You can have a dog that cuddles up with cats and is dog aggressive. You can have a dog that's that kills cats that it's dog friendly. You can have a dog that kills livestock. It's it's all different. It's all different. So we have an out video, resource guarding video. It's all the same. Say humans or dogs, it doesn't make a difference. Next. Mm. Melissa, my dog has a bite history with other dogs. He is now muzzled when on walks and off lead. Is it okay to have him muzzled on walks for the rest of his life as precaution? I notice you get the dogs out of muzzle ASAP. No, not necessarily ASAP. No. And I'll tell you what, if you look at the if you go back maybe about a month, there's a couple of there's a um do you remember the dogs that their go homes had a muzzle on? Winnie. Winnie and Pooh. Winnie and who else? I don't remember. There was two dogs, back-to-back go-homes, or like one day apart. Joelle put up, up some great go-home videos, um, and the dogs had muzzles on. We don't work them in muzzles, or we didn't work them in muzzles. But you know why they had muzzles on? The owners felt more comfortable. Good. Do it. If you if you feel more comfortable with a dog in a muzzle, then wear a muzzle. Wear a muzzle. But... You can get the dog to be off muzzle, but if you feel more comfortable, like the muzzle is just going to be the emergency brake, the parachutes, the life insurance policy. A parachute's a bad example because when, when you go parachuting, you are going to deploy the parachute. So um, it, it's going to be the life insurance. It's going to be the airbag. It's going to be the what, in, the what, the what if. So if you need to have a muzzle on, have a muzzle on. Next. Melissa posted the link to JG Media Services. Thank you, Melissa. Appreciate it. Check it out, everybody. Anybody that's in business, check it out. Michelle P., I had a conversation about punishment by reward with someone. Very civil, but I blatantly said, this makes no sense. Does that method have a place for you? Punishment by reward? Like what, withholding a reward? I don't understand what that means. Punishment is something that is an intolerable consequence to the dog. It stops the unwanted behavior. So it can't be a reward. So this is somebody that wanted to sound smart, <laughs> but not quite understand the practical use. I would like to see them rehab an aggressive dog with that philosophy. And I would go, huh, that looks just like straight punishment to me. You know, people like, like I, we can we can make up any word we want. We can make up a new fancy term for something so it sounds really good. 
ooh, we don't want to use the word punishment anymore. We want to use the word punishment by reward. <laughs> like, what does that even or, mean? Or, oh, we, 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 don't, we only use shock collars on low levels. So we never go on to a high level. You know, it's like people are always trying to, like, just say it like it is. Trying to sugarcoat. Okay? How do you stop a dog from jumping up on a human? You make it suck. Discomfort. How do you make a dog stop resource guarding? You make it suck. Discomfort. How do you stop a dog from attacking other dogs? You make it really suck. Massive discomfort. Those are all step ones. And then you do all your reward-based training. Because you want to teach the dog, you know, what to do. Next. I'm going to have to Google that punishment by reward. It's a jargon. I guess we're not up to date on the newest jargon. Mm -mm. Maybe we're doing something wrong. I knew I shouldn't have left all those dog training groups. Yep. Um, Drazzy, Ant Girl. Hey, guys. Hope you're okay. I'm okay. You okay? Yep. Feeling great. Dory, I fixed Honey's food bowl aggression with one final e-collar correction. She now backs away from her food when I come up. I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. Good job, Jory. Next. Diane, working on my timing. I have it set at 45 higher on the boost. Is it correct to hit black button when he first noticed the dog and then hit boost when he's still loading? I'm confused on my timing. Get off of boost. Get off of boost. Don't worry about the numbers. Watch the dog. Let the dog tell you what numbers you should be on. Next. I got bumped. Just keep talking. Don't worry about the numbers. People, what they do is they focus too much on the numbers. And then they also, we don't use boost anymore, even though in my old, old videos, we showed you how to set them up for boost. Next. I like really got bumped. Wow. I can't find it. My, my God. God. There we go. Brian, our eight-month-old was resource guarding her food bowl when we would reapproach and would growl. We tried everything, building trust, etc., and we went to the e-collar and stopped immediately. Thanks again. Yeah, That's like the fourth resource guarding one tonight. So this is the thing. No, it's the same guy though. Yeah, but but, but building trust. Mm. The whole building trust thing. Building trust. How does that work? What does building trust have to do? And this is not you, Brian, but it's like let's talk about this concept. What does building trust with your dog have to do with resource guarding? You have the friendliest, lovingest, cuddliest dog. You spoon with it. You do everything with it. You take it off-leash hiking. You go swimming with it. You play ball with it. You bond with it. You are one with your dog. The dog is connected at your fucking hip. Every picture that you post on Instagram are like, wow, look at those two. Really? Put a fucking bone in front of it. The dog tries to bite your face off. Mm -hmm. They're not connected. Why can I fix a dog that's resource guarding that I've never met before in my life? Why? Why? I don't need, like, we fix, I have, there's no building trust with these dogs. You don't need to build trust with a dog to stop an unwanted behavior. You just need to know how to stop an unwanted behavior. And, and how do you build this trust? And how long does this trust take? And how many times do I have to have this dog snap at me? Right. It's like, I don't trust you at all. Build trust. Build so trust. let's see. Um, three months. Do we build trust yet? Let's see. Up, still bit me. Up, guess we didn't. Six months. Do we build trust yet? Up. I'm not making fun of you, Brian, but it's like that's what the, all these people do. It's like, fuck building trust. Should you build trust with your dog? Of course you should. How does that happen? Organically through working with your dog. But when you growl with me, like my trust level just went down with you. Next. Michelle P, 499 Top Chat. It was more that they interrupted behavior like marking and rewarded rather than punished. I felt like I got sucked into the twilight zone. Oh, so they're calling it interrupting behavior. Oh. Oh, okay. It's not redirection anymore. It's got a whole it's, new word. No, no, no. We didn't punish it. We, we we interrupted it. Well, guess what? I interrupt behaviors too. And extinguish them. Okay. I interrupt them too. So imagine, imagine... Here, start talking to me right now. So anyway, so what I wanted to say. I can't stand that. So honestly. I just interrupted her behavior. Okay. Growl at me. I'm going to touch you. Ready? Growl at me. Err. Shock. Yeah. I interrupted your behavior. Right. It's like, call it what you fucking want. It's like, guys, 
Like, no, learn how to properly apply a punisher, an intolerable consequence to the dog. If you want to call it interrupting, you call it interrupting. And you can interrupt it with a smile on your face if you want to, to make it friendlier. The bottom line is, though, is if you there are, there are certain ways you have to learn to reward and you have to learn to apply a punisher. And everybody wants to sugarcoat things. Yep. But I'm the fucking guy that has to be the, the loud mouth that just says, make it suck. Why? Make it be suck, Gelman. Because nobody's got time for all this freaking bullshit that's going on out there. That comes afterwards. A lot of bullshit going on. That comes there. afterwards. So, Joel and I, we took our dogs to New Hampshire Monday. We went hiking in the woods. The dogs ran off leash. We videotaped it. I made some, we made, Joel put some great videotapes together, edited, edited some great videotapes together. But the eyelashes really But there. it's always that eye, too. Always. I know. These eyelashes just like fall out. I mean, you want me to shave them all off? You'll never have a problem again. <laughs> Maybe I should. You want me to? No. Could you imagine no eyelashes? Well, people burn them off. So they have, it's not on purpose. So scary. But they'll, they'll, they'll burn, the, they get burnt off. Yeah. So the act of us hiking off leash with our dogs was a relationship building exercise. But in order to get to that, we had to actually train them on recall. Our relationship didn't make them come back to us. Dog training did. Oh, I've got a great relationship with my dog. From five miles away. <laughs> or open the door and it bolts and right. runs. That is like, wow. Right. How's that relationship going wow. for you? Yeah. Your dog wants to get out of the house so bad. Right. Next. Um... Where am I, Dana? I've been getting a tattoo for two hours and twelve minutes, and literally been watching any of your shows that I missed since we started. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, jeez. Hopefully, you got your earbuds that in. That shit sounds so painful. I don't think I could do a tattoo. Next. Um, Brian, we used a blast correction. As you should. Your dog's trying to blast bite you. Blast correction. I've never heard it put that way. Yeah, you should. Like, guys, this is simple stuff. Like, I, I. I showed them. I showed that we have we have a dog that, that, that likes to get into dog fights. Freaking gave it a we. I gave it a correction that rocked its world. Will I show it on video? Of course not. But I'll tell you what I did. Of course I did. It it literally wants to kill dogs. Well, what do you think we're gonna do when went after poor Bert? When it goes after one of our dogs? I and guess what? I use my dogs. Joelle uses her dogs. We set our dog, we set these dogs up. You have to. Everybody wants to beat around the bush and, and, and keep dogs under threshold and do all this stuff. And it's like, that's not going to help you. You you need to instill the fear of God into these dogs that if you ever try to bite another dog again, your life is going to suck. Yes, fear. Ooh, do we use fear to train dogs? Not a sit, stay, down, stay place. No, not heal. No. Kennel up? No. But attacking another dog? Damn right we do. You should be afraid to bite another dog. You know why? Because nature might deliver a bigger punishment. Nature might might deliver a stronger, more skilled fighter than you, buddy. And that dog might put you in the hospital. So I would rather be the one that controls that conversation before we get to that point. My world is aggression rehab. That's what we do. So I'm going to be very outspoken about it because you get a lot of people that are on the sidelines that seem to know what they're doing, but for some weird reason, they're not showing it or talking about it on video and because, or they're not doing it at all. And the ones that are in the trenches, if they were honest about it and they weren't worried about all the blowback, which I don't give a flying fuck about the blowback, Okay, I've already made international news as the, the biggest dog abuser in the world. So go ahead, keep the sound bites going, keep the, the video editing going. I'm just trying to save dogs' lives. Next. Ashley, 499, just cause and no typos. LOL, have a great weekend. Love you, Ashley. Can't wait to see you in February. Tammy, the only thing that helped my fear aggressive dog was corrections. Thank you yeah. for the advice. Correction, like aggression's aggression. 
It's like, okay, Jeffrey, um, you're in court, you're on trial because uh, you had the habit of picking up young boys at clubs and killing them and chopping them up and putting them in stew and eating them. And Jeffrey was like, sorry, judge. I was living in a little bit of fear at the moment. Oh, well, then you don't have to go to jail. Next. Jenna, my Frenchie has a few bite histories with my babysitter. When I'm out of the house, we use the e-collar. He wears a muzzle when I'm not out of the house. Wears a muzzle when I'm not out of the house. Now when my sitter is here. When or how do I trust him with people in my home when I am not home? Or is this what I will have to do from here on out? Jenna, that's a question that I have no answer to because I know nothing about you, nothing about your dog, nothing about the sitter. What I do suggest, which is not the final answer, is whenever you're out of the house and the sitter is there, the dog gets put into a kennel. Not into a separate room, but into a kennel. They can wear the remote collar, but it's not a lot of bark. So now you have to train your sitter on what to do, which is probably more than your sitter signed up for. So... Put your dog in a crate. But as far as like, is that, can you, I don't know what your skill sets are. Most people are struggling walking their dog. Now you want to know how to rehab a dog. I can do it. That's why I offer one-on-one -on -one consults, by the way. So we offer one-on-one -on -one online consults with people around the world and very, very, very successful because I stop people from doing all the wrong stuff. I start got, teaching them what to do, the right stuff. We've got video stuff that they can look at as well. And we are getting people to off-leash train their dogs, stop aggression, stop bad behaviors all through the wonders of the internet. Next. Melissa, my dog has a bite history with dogs. He has been rehabilitated, but have been told to still muzzle the dog out in public when off-leash. I notice you get your dogs out of their muzzles quickly. Should I be doing the same thing? No, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about your dog. I would never tell, it would be unethical for me to tell you to get your dog off a muzzle and attack another dog. I have no idea your skill set or what the dog's capabilities are. I mean, I don't know how good the rehab was. I mean, is it even ethical to have a pedophile babysit that's been supposedly rehabbed? Is it even ethical to do that? Would you? Would you leave your child with a, with a, with a, with a, with a rehabbed pedophile? I wouldn't. So we have an ethical issue here. That doesn't mean you can't sit down in a restaurant with a pedophile, not as a date, but like two, two tables over. What I'm saying is, and for anybody who was sexually molested, if this offends you, I apologize. And I'm not discounting the fact of sex crimes on children because I'm fully aware of it. But what I'm saying is, is like they're dogs, they're animals, they bite. Okay, they bite. Next question. Um, Elise, I've tried correcting for food resource guarding. When corrected, she seems scared to eat her. Yeah. Growls have turned into grumbles, but sounds similar to her happy noises. Do I, do I still mark and correct the grumbles? You could, but what the dog's going to do is not want to eat. Like, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? You just corrected your dog from the food bowl. So what do you do? Just call it a day and feed the dog dinner and walk away. Next. J-Ron, hey J&J, thank you for hosting us this Wednesday. Love seeing and working with Super. Love the training center and exploring beautiful Providence. See you soon. Awesome, yeah. Super was fun. We did Super some great, is awesome. We did, we did a great protocol with Super. We've it, never done it before. Yep. The down to up. Yeah, we did a, a down state to up on the up on the little club. We'll do it tomorrow. It's pretty impressive. Yep. I'll He's do it. smart. I'll do another one tomorrow. Well, actually, I didn't do it. I just coached um, Courtney on how to do it. Next. Um, Andrea, hey guys, thanks for your help with the crate aggressive dog. We did set up with a back supported back tie supported by a trainer through the back of the crate with the muzzle off. Didn't trust his eyes with the muzzle on when he finally gave a lip curl when closing the door. I would correct him. Now he's avoiding and looking away when closing Beautiful. the door. Beautiful. progress. Andrea, are you still going out of uh are you still going out of town next week? Because if you talk to your boss about a consulting gig, we can stop down there on one day next week before we head down to South Carolina, possibly. You know? Next. Melissa posted a link to your Patreon channel. Melissa, thank you so much. Patreon is fun. A lot of good content there. 
lot of good content there. Next. Megan, the GSP and Boxer has gotten in multiple fights, one drawing blood, possibly our fault because we pulled them apart. A dog trainer told me to redirect the Boxer with a toy when he starts to feel tense to rewire his ah. brain to play. Instead of fight, I've decided to rid of this protocol and just bonk correct him for the aggression. Right. And then reward him when he makes good decisions. Okay, yes. I see. Okay, so two guys are in a bar and they're going to fight with each other. And the bartender says, hey guys, why don't you have a beer instead? Three shots. Probably. Oh, you're right. Maybe. You're right, you're right. The <laughs> fact that you fucked my wife doesn't bother me. I think I'll have a shot with you. No, it doesn't work that way. Like, guys, this redirect, like, redirect for, like, thinking of fighting, that's the most dangerous thing to do in the world. You know? I mean, fucking your friend's wife is probably the second dangerous thing to do. Actually, that might be the first dangerous thing to do. All I know is when I'm ready to when I'm ready to fight. <laughs> there ain't gonna be no fucking redirection happening with Joel. No, I'll punch a wall. That's right. <laughs> Anything to get it out. Uh, yeah, or or me. Anyway. Notice how guys when I do the show, my arm is like really taut against my body. It is. You look so awkward a lot of the time. Okay. You're always like Well, that's because I'm afraid you're gonna hit me. I'm just like relaxed. So you're still in your armrest. Yeah, you're looking around, wandering. Yeah. I know. I know. So I'm always hitting you. Jeff's I, like. It's like we're doing a show next. See? You hit me too. He admitted it. It's on camera. Yep. He does. He's just subtle. I'm not. Anyway. Megan, what would be your biggest advice to all the people in the upcoming holiday months who are going to get puppies who probably shouldn't be getting a puppy? Don't get a puppy. This is what I tell people during the holidays. Don't get a puppy. Don't get a puppy. Don't get a puppy. Don't get a puppy. No. After the holidays, you call me up. You say you got a puppy. I'll be like, great. I'll help you. <gasps> I won't shame you. I won't like yell at you. I won't scream at you. I'll be like, fine. Of course I'll hate you. Hate you. Of course I'll hate you. <laughs> Freudian slip. Obviously. Okay. If you're going to get a puppy, don't get two puppies. Okay. Don't get one. Definitely don't get two. Never mentioned three. I, guess, I know. I guess we can get three. Didn't we have that once on on the show? There have been people that I have, got a whole litter of puppies. Right. I'm gonna keep them all. Right. Next. Uh, more power to you, Megan. So I'm sorry. So Megan, what I would do, Megan, is this: knowing people are gonna be getting a bunch of puppies, Megan. Um, if are you, if you're a tra if you're a trainer, um, what I would do is for all my fellow trainers out there, make a ton of puppy videos. How to train your puppy yourself. Yeah. The do's and the don'ts. How, like, what the first night looks like, how to stop the most basic the unwanted behaviors, how to train the wanted behaviors. Next. $4.99 from Michelle P. Bartender should flash boobs at two men about to fight. Hey, punishment by reward. Well, so here's a good thing. <gasps> Michelle, that's probably a good idea. They're still going to fight, though. But they're still going to fight. But they're going to look. But. And then they're going to fight. Well, what's going to happen is whoever looks the longest is going to get hit first. Yeah. Sucker punch. Yeah. Technically, it's not a sucker punch. Yeah, it is. Nah, they should have been paying attention. It's a sucker punch. Okay. Next. Um, Claudia Eden, four years, Dogo, Argentino, adopted four months ago. She was sweet and fearful. We adopted Raider, a small boxer, two years, three months ago, too. Eden is sweet yet, but tries to fight with other dogs under the neighbor's fence. Always is alert in the backyard. She doesn't enjoy the time. Always alert or excited. So what I would do, um, Claudia, is get a remote collar and you can stop all that with one good correction. All right. So what you do, if you, if you just got a dog or what, you just got two dogs, those dogs should be going into in-house boot camp. Training, 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 training. Start from the beginning. Train all their obedience commands. Stop all their unwanted behaviors. They do not need love and affection. That doesn't mean you can't give them love and affection. Those dogs need training. All right? Next. Claudia said hi from Dallas. Hey, Dallas. How are you? Ronnie, how do you introduce two dogs? Um, Carefully. Uh, there's, hold on one second. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, God. Oh, excuse me. 
So what, what you're going to do is I need to know way more information about these dogs. I don't know anything about any information about these dogs. I do not know anything, any of your skill set about you at all. So there's a lot of variables. The number one advice I can give you is you're not trying to make them become friends. You just want them not to harm each other. Also, in motion is going to be your friend. So going for a structured walk, if you both know how to go on structured walks, that's also that was that's also a good first thing. Get them to exist around each other first because you don't know if they'll accept each other. Next. Um, Megan, what dogs do you all have in your personal pack, you and Joel? I have Bert and Wes. Wes is a German Shepherd, and Bert is my Black Lab, who is the best dog ever. I've got German Shepherds and a Malinois. Next. Um, Keith, thank you for the advice. We are on the same page. Awesome, Keith. Kathy B., I had a potential client ask me today if I had a guarantee. I told him no guarantee. If he didn't keep up with the training, his dog would revert to being bad again. Yeah. Any dog trainer that has a guarantee, run from. Sorry if I've offended any dog trainers. It's impossible to give a guarantee on the training. I'll, I'll guarantee the dog will do like you, you can't even guarantee that a dog will do something with you because you might have things working against you. Like we're really, really, really good at getting rid of crate anxiety, but there's been one or two dogs that they were they became dramatically better, but it was still there. Yep. You know, I get what. I'd love to know somebody who guarantees aggression rehab. I know. Really? You can guarantee it. Wow. That's impressive. Next. Well, I guess if they killed the dog, then it can't be aggressive. So I guess you can guarantee that. But yeah, guarantee. Always read the fine print of guarantee. You you can always come back for as many group classes as you want. Next. Lindsay, LOL. My family lives 25 minutes from the facility. I kind of miss the snow, but only because I don't have to deal with it all the time. If I find a good place, I'll let you know. Thanks. Yeah, we might not. We didn't have. Do did we have snow? We only had snow a couple of times. And it was like nothing. It gets just gets cold. I'm tired of it. Um, Beverly, what are some ways you can become more important to your dog? Foster dog, more interested in environmental stimuli, and not much eye contact when outside. So I want you to watch my 180 move on my YouTube channel. And then also what I want you to do is um, hold your dog accountable for all its obedience, train it to train it on its basic obedience and then start holding it accountable. And then just don't let your dog just do random things. Next. Christina. Haha. Sorry. I'm a new viewer. Didn't realize the chat was so much further behind the live. I was reacting to your comments about cancel culture. What reactions are being given for this? What reasons? reasons. Oh, yeah, 732. Yeah, you're way behind. For reasons, look up Jeff Gelman, dog abuser. Just look that up. Okay? The videos will all come up. Yep, look look that up. Next. Emma, any advice for bringing a puppy into a home with a three-year-old dog? Last week, you told me not to use the remote collar. My three-year-old dog can be possessive of me. Okay, don't use the remote collar on the puppy. No, I think she's going to use it on the possessive dog. Oh, yeah. I'm working on the possessiveness. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Teach, teach, teach the three-year-old dog the out command, meaning out away from you. I've got a free video on that. Next. Ronnie, what muzzle do you recommend? Um, we like Baskerville muzzles. Baskerville muzzles. You can eat, drink, pant, breathe, food reward. They can eat food from it, and they can wear it for more than 24 hours at a time. Next. Emma, by the way, I already read that. Marissa, I just got back from a beach trip and my... Oh, nice. My, with my dog, she is awfully trained on a remote collar. Thanks to you guys. Thank you for educating the public and continuing to advocate for well-behaved dogs. You're welcome. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. That's why when I see like nonsense about like people are like, I don't want to train my dog through like, you know, pain and discomfort. It's like, who's that thing about pain and discomfort? Do you know what really, really freaks out dogs? When you yell at them. Yeah. When you yell at them. When I yell at my dogs, which we all yell at our dogs, don't lie, my dogs look more in fear than anything else. Yep. They take it personal. It's like, but most people that are anti-tool, they yell at your dogs. Next. Melissa posted the link to my Patreon channel. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa. Check out Joelle's Patreon channel. It's fantastic. You will love it. You will get fit. 
and you also learn a lot about stretching. Good video you put up. Is that, did that video go up on Patreon or was it just up on Instagram? Patreon. Patreon. And then also mobility uh, work. Mobility work. Not Thank really you. stretching. Yeah. Sorry. Mobility work for anybody that's athletic. Definitely want to do that. It works out. And then also on macro planning, which is once you get it, it's like you get it. It's theoretically like diets don't work. It's yeah. just healthy eating works and eating the right amount of calorie deficit. Yeah. All right, guys. We um, did not get through even half the, the, the show tonight, yeah. but the show is over. So that's what happens when I go on some of my rants, and I apologize, but it's a free show. Um, and we will be back on on Monday. We in town on Monday, but we'll be back on on Monday night. Also, don't Hold forget. On. We just got to talk chat. The Noble Dogs, four ninety nine. When and how do you teach the out command and aboard and train if they're not inherently doing anything wrong? Well, you just set it up. You can teach the out command. They don't have to be doing something wrong. No. You, you just teach the out command to out away from a human and out away from a resource. They don't have to do something wrong. The out command is just an obedience command. Any other obedience yep. command? Any other obedience command at all. The out is not the out does not have to be used as a punisher. It's it, we use it as it just as an obedience command. All right. Thanks a lot, Grant, and we will see everybody later.